if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Allow me to explain. It's free, and we all love free stuff. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, the Major League Baseball trade deadline is in about a week from now. Uh, The Cardinals, I mean, they're going to do something. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, I think that the obvious target needs to be pitching related. I know there's a lot of things out there about Juan Soto right now. My advice on that is to ignore it because as good as the Cardinals top end prospects are and the package they could offer for Juan Soto, I don't think that that's something they would explore or do. Uh, I don't think John Moselak has ever been willing to move on from high end prospects all at once in a package like that. So that's just, that's a pipe dream. I'll, I'll talk about that later, but it, you got to focus on pitching because the obvious focus of this team right now has to be pitching because their rotation is in a word atrocious. Um, after Michaelis and Wainwright, it's very ugly. You know, Flaherty's not healthy. Hudson's not healthy. <clears throat> uh, Palante's fallen off a little bit. Uh, Matt's is not healthy. So there's some serious issues within, within the rotation um, that they have to figure out. And, there's no doubt to me that you have to add at least two pieces to the rotation. And there's a lot of great options out there and ones that aren't going to cost you Jordan Walker or Mason Wynn or really those two guys right there. Um, so I have three different tiers of starting pitchers that I think the Cardinals should target. We'll start in tier three, which I believe is Madison Bumgarner on the Diamondbacks and Luis Castillo of the Reds. Uh, Castillo, arguably the best one available. It's within the division. I don't think the Cardinals would want to overpay within their own division and give up, you know, let's say give up a an Alec Burleson or a, or a Tink Hintz or a Michael McGreevy in a deal for Castillo because you're doing it within the division. So I don't see that happening. Uh, Bumgarner, 3.71 ERA, free agent 2025 contract, not ideal, um, but a good option if, if the other left-handers are taken. Uh, tier two is two Rockies, Chad Cool and Kyle Freeland. Uh, Chad Cool is 4.48 ERA, 4.59 FIP, which is your ex- your actual uh, ERA based on the um, – what is the – okay. Yeah, hang on. I forgot to write down the definition. I know what it is, but uh, stat that measures a pitcher's effectiveness at preventing home runs, walks, hit by pitch, and uh, causing strikeouts. So your FIP is like fielding independent pitching. So without fielders, the whole thing. Um, Freeland has a 4.64 ERA, 4.32 FIP. So you want a better FIP than ERA, ideally. That kind of shows you what the actual, your actual numbers are. So those two would be interesting. Uh, Freeland has a new contract, so he's under contract until 2027. Uh, Then tier one, it's simple. I think there's a clear number one and number two target. I think the number one target is Pablo Lopez, the Miami Marlins. It's going to cost a lot, but he's elite in my opinion. Uh, 3.14 ERA, 109 innings, 107 strikeouts, 3.75 FIP. Numbers have dipped a little bit, but we've all seen it. He's got the stuff. Uh, 2025 is when he's a free agent, so you got some control there. 
Clear number two target to me is Tarek Skubal of the Detroit Tigers. 3.88 ERA, uh, 106.2 innings, 111 strikeouts, 2.93 FIP. So an elite FIP. The best FIP on this list of any pitcher that I wrote on here is Tarek Skubal, and he's under club control until after the 2026 season. So, <clears throat> excuse me, that's good. That is good. Um, three is Noah Syndergaard, 3.83 ERA, 80 innings, 64 strikeouts, 3.96 FIP. Free agent after this season, I think this would be purely a rental. I don't think it would cost that much. I think the Angels are looking to to get some prospects back, but I don't think you're looking at an outrageous package. Uh, maybe, you know, combine like an Alec Burleson, a Luke, Luke and Baker together. That's your number eight and your number 12 prospects. That's not an overly high price to pay. But Burleson has been an elite hitter, and I wouldn't want to lose him, but he's on my list of prospects that I'm willing to part with at this deadline. Uh, number four is Frankie Montes, Oakland Athletics, 3.16 ERA, 99.2 innings pitch, 105 strikeouts, 3.24 fifth. Free agent after the 2023 season. Um, injury concerns there. He had an injury earlier this season. I think it's a name the Cardinals are very interested in. I'm not sure how much they're willing to pay, but you got a, another season after this one with him under club control. Number five is going to be a hot name. I think a guy that's Everybody who's a buyer is going to be interested in Martin Perez, left-handed pitcher for the Texas Rangers, 2.59 ERA, 118 innings pitched, 101 strikeouts, 3.13 FIP, free agent after this season. So probably a rental, but all-star has had a great season. Excuse me, best ERA of anybody on this list. Um, yeah, so I think Lopez and Scooble would be your ideal number one, number two. You got to get at least two of these guys. I think in a, in an ideal world, you get Scoobal there and you get Chad Cool. That's kind of my guess of what they're going to do, or Perez and Cool. Uh, but I think Scoobal and Syndergaard would be great. I think Lopez and Bumgarner would be great. Any of those halls would be great to me. Uh, but there's no doubt that you can't. You're in a good position because you're you're three games out of the division. I get that, but you just got to be better than the Phillies. You got to be better than the Giants, and you'll get a playoff spot. You prefer to win the division, and that's not out of the realm of possibility. The schedule moving forward, not that difficult. Um, but you can't be going – I know Lester and Hap did quality things for the Cardinals last season and LeBlanc as well, but you got to go a little bit higher in than that. You got the you got the financial situation figured out. You have the prospects in place that you can trade. Uh, this has got to be a big deadline, and I would hope that the front office knows that. Uh, but then – Hitting targets is not really – I don't think they're going to add a, a hitter, personally. I don't think that that's going to happen. But for the sake of argument's sake, I guess I threw Juan Soto here on here as your number one target. It's a 23-year-old generational talent. Only batting 248 this season, but he's got 20 home runs, 40 RBI, 45 RBIs, and a 158 OPS plus, which is elite, by the way. So, you know, you got two and a half years of club control because he's a free agent after 2024. Problem is you're giving up an absolute haul and a haul that I don't believe the Cardinals would be interested in giving up. So as much as they're talking about it and as much as what we've seen on New York Post and all those articles, it's not happening. I'm sorry. Uh, Josh Bell's an interesting target. Switch hitter. Could be a very versatile DH type piece and play first base. Sometimes if Goldschmidt... Needs a day. I know they've been using pools for that, but Bell has been very, very good for the Nationals this season. 302 average, 388 on base, 492 slugging, 13 bombs, 51 RBIs, 153 OPS plus. Free agent after this season. 
Going to be a hot name, though, for teams like the Padres, Astros, Mets. So uh, the next one, Andrew Benintendi, outfielder, left-handed bat. Doesn't really make much sense, but I threw him on here anyway. He's having a great season for the Royals, 322 average, 125 OPS plus free agent after the season. And then I think a guy that would be a low-key, as the kids say, underrated fit would be Jose Iglesias, the shortstop for the Colorado Rockies. He's batting 300, 339 on base, 397 slug. Uh, three homers, 34 ribeyes, and a 98 OPS plus. But as we know, elite fielder. Kind of reminds me at this stage of his career as maybe a little bit of a Rafael for call who the Cardinals got in 2011 to make that run to winning a World Series. Um, this allows you to kind of calm down with Gorman. He's really been struggling lately. Put Edmund back at second uh, certain times and uh, bring in a shortstop that is much better than Edmundo Sosa, right? So that's kind of the idea here. Uh, but he's mentioned as a good fit for the Cardinals in an athletic article, so that's a big reason why I put him on here. I think I agree with that. I think he'd be a very good fit. And uh, he's a free agent after the season. So, uh, But then I also put prospects I'd like to not trade. Jordan Walker, the number one prospect. Mason Wynn, the number four prospect, but I view him as the number two prospect. That's how good I think he is. And then uh, Tink Hintz, the number nine prospect. Just such good stuff. I think he's going to be so, so good as he develops. So I'd like to hold on to him if possible. I would understand it if they did trade him. Um, and then, guys, I think they should and will trade at this deadline. Alec Burleson has been a great hitter at the minor league level. Left-handed bat. I don't see the Cardinals using him at the big league level, so you might as well part ways and use him in a package, okay? And I'm losing my voice right now. I don't know why. Uh, Luke and Baker, first baseman, 12th overall prospect. When's he going to be able to make an impact here? You know, they have Yepes ahead of him, so... That's kind of how I view that. And then Gordon Grisefo, Grisefo, very solid pitcher, number five prospect, but I think the number one pitcher I'd like to move on from if you're using a package that requires them over a McGreevy or over a Hens. Personally, I'd rather trade him between the three, but we don't know at this point. Either way, should be an interesting deadline. Maybe I'll revisit this after the deadline to talk about if any of these things came true. Let me just tear this piece of paper that I wrote stuff on out of my notebook for you to hear and uh, – We'll revisit this after the deadline. So August 2nd is the deadline, and uh, I'll see you then, I suppose. The Cardinals, though, they got to be active. they got to make moves. I don't have any insider information right now. I don't know anything, but what I'll tell you is right now is that they are working hard to figure out what they're going to do because they're going to do something. They didn't bring in pools. Molina have this whole last hoorah BS to not make a run. And with Arenado's opt-out, that's another big factor. And Goldschmidt's not getting any younger, even though he's had a fantastic season. they got to make a move multiple moves and legitimate significant ones, not John Lester, J. Happ. No disrespect to them, but that's that's where we're at right now. And uh, I think they will. I think they'll surprise some people. And if they don't, I'm going to be furious and you'll hear it. 